0: What's up guys and girls, it's Bobby. So this week I take some time out to talk about the ketogenic diet, aka keto. Basically I kind of go into some of the biochemistry behind keto, uh, what it, what it is in terms of the diet, uh, and what it, our body does with the ketone bodies and, and being in, ketos, in ketosis. Um, uh, I try to like go kind of once over the biochemistry stuff. I'm gonna talk about kind of the physiological effects on keto in the body, what it does to us in exercise, and kind of uh, how it can either help us or hurt us uh, with exercise and training. Uh, it's I try to keep it not super scientific, uh, but it's hard to talk about this stuff without getting a little scientific, getting a little scientific and going into some of the details. Um, it's hard to like really picture it. So um, during the podcast, if I say something that you're not familiar with. Uh, feel free to google it uh, look things up on your own just so that you have um, a better idea of what i'm talking about as usual this podcast is brought to you by paragon recovery um i know i say it every week but i'm going to keep saying it i love their supplements uh their nike supplement has helped my uh, sleep immensely and i still take uh their flame off their any inflammatory supplement Helps my body feel better, especially like now when I'm doing my surgery rotation, when I'm not sleeping as much, um, but still trying to hit uh, all my training sessions um, or as much training as I can uh, on like reduced sleep. So it helps me recover faster. I feel a bit better throughout the day. The next thing I want to pitch uh, or give a shout out to is our Cronus Scholars program. Uh, we are extending it to the end of the month through to September thirtieth. Uh, we are still looking for applicants uh, we've got a couple um, but we're always looking to see if we can get some more people to apply uh, we are we have money we want to give money away so and who doesn't like free money so if you're going to school if you are um, about to start school or about to get out uh, sent up go to the website click on the uh, announcement bar and really uh, Apply for the Colonel Scholars Program if you're qualified for it. Next thing we'll talk about is for Team Rubicon. Uh, given uh, Hurricane Doran's devastating res- results and conditions, uh, we are helping to want to help out and donate to Team Rubicon. Uh, Team Rubicon is a nonprofit organization that takes uh, veterans and first responders and pretty much deploys them to help out with relief efforts around the world. Uh, so they're gonna be very uh, important in the next couple of weeks in terms of helping out Dorian or Hurricane Dorian. So as a result, we're running a code a uh, sale on our website. Uh, so use to use the code Team Rubicon uh, to get twenty five percent off of all our programs. Uh, we'll be donating all our proceeds from uh, the program sales to Team Rubicon. Furthermore, if you go to Team Rubicon's website and donate seventy-five dollars or more to that effort, we will send you a free T-shirt. No big deal. If you want to get a free T-shirt? Donate seventy-five bucks or more to Team Rubicon, and help out a really good cause. And we'll help you out and hook you up with free swag. Um, I think that's all I have for this week's shout-outs. Uh, without so, I guess that's it. So without further ado, uh, let's get into this podcast and let you guys, teach you guys a little bit about keto and the keto diet. What up guys and girls, it's Bobby coming to you uh, recorded from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, as I mentioned with Sean on our Cronus cast, I'm down in San Antonio, uh, rotating through BAMC and their surgery department. Overall, it's, it's okay. I'll be honest, I uh, love Madigan and Fort Lewis, so um, I'm just kind of hanging out here, trying to learn as much as I can while I'm here. But it's uh, kind of a different culture. Um, they're working me, or they work med students way. And treat the pretty differently from what they did at Madigan. In terms of we take a 24-hour call once a week. And then we also are responsible for working or rounding at least one day on the weekends. So basically I'm working like six days a week. Which is kind of lame. Especially as a med student. But I don't want to complain about it. Uh, they have a really good program here. Uh, it's probably one of the better ones in the Army. They have a level one trauma center here. So they get trauma, uh, civilian trauma um from something like 18 counties worth or something uh, around here uh so they see a lot of pretty cool stuff that you don't that you wouldn't see at uh at madigan or other smaller hospitals uh in the army so it's been a good opportunity just seeing the trauma side of stuff but anyways uh today i wanted to take a minute and talk about keto uh people always hit us up on our q a sessions asking about keto, keto diet, like should they do keto, what is a keto diet, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of want to sit down and uh, talk about keto, uh, kind of the basics of keto, uh, some of the history of it, uh, and then go into the biochemistry and uh, kind of the keto's effects on the body and in sport. Uh, So without further ado, let's get into it. So keto and the... In just broad strokes, is a diet uh, that talks is a high-fat, low-carb diet. Specifically, it's supposed to be a four-to-one of lipids to non-lipids, a four-to-one ratio of fats to non-fats. As a result, you want about eighty percent fat, eighty uh, percent of your calories coming from fat, fifteen percent coming from protein, and five percent from carbs. Uh, as a result, you want about 0.5 to one gram of per pound body weight per day and then less than 50 grams total carbs per day. Uh, I say again, less than 50 grams of total carbs per day. And the rest of your um, calories then come from fat. Uh, So the keto diet is meant to be an isocaloric diet. Basically, it's meant to um, keep you at weight neutral uh, in terms of meeting your uh, daily caloric uh, intake. If you want to use keto to lose weight, then you're gonna have to eat at, at an energy deficit and i'll kind of talk uh, a little bit more uh, in the in the uh following minutes about why keto isn't really a um isn't really the uh uh is meant to be a fat loss diet so just a little bit about the history of keto the first recorded uh, kind of random facts the first example of keto was in june of 1878 uh, this is when Lieutenant Frederick Schwatka was sent to find the Franklin Expedition uh, in uh, Polar Canada. They went on a 5,000 kilometer sled journey that lasted over one year. And then uh, in his journal he talked about uh, the diet that they had to subside on. And basically because they were like in arctic circle in Canada, uh, they're pretty limited in their food supply, definitely not have vegetables, definitely not really have any like rice or carbs and pretty much only ate reindeer meat. Um, so in his journal, he wrote that, uh, quote, it seems inadequate to properly nourish the system, and there is an apparent weakness and inability to perform severe, exertive, fatiguing journeys. But this soon passed away in the course of two to three weeks. Interesting. So it's kind of like uh, what people refer to as the first example in history of someone using keto diet. Uh, in the first couple of weeks, they're talking about keto adaption to keto diet. So keto has kind of been uh, not really pop- was popularized uh, mainly in the nineteen twenties when they found that a keto diet was um, very effective at treating childhood epilepsy. Uh, so basically, researchers found, researchers and doctors found that people that children on a ketogenic diet would prevent the development of seizures and epilepsy. However, uh, the ketogenic diet kind of fell to the wayside in nineteen forties. When anti-ep- anti-epileptic drugs were invented uh, as a result, it uh, made it easier to pharmacologically treat uh, epilepsy and doctors didn't really need feel the need to put um, patients on a ketogenic diet to prevent seizures. However, this kind of uh, continued on until the early 90s and then in 1994, There was a resurgence of popularity after uh, Dayton NBC presented a program about Charlie, who was a two-year-old with intractable epilepsy, uh, who was put on a ketogenic diet, and uh, stopped having seizures. Uh, Basically, um, this Dayton NBC movie, or Dateline NBC episode, uh, kind of showed, brought to national attention, uh, the power of a ketogenic diet. And then, uh, from there, uh, it's kind of seen uh, an increased popularity, uh, not only as a uh, therapy for epilepsy, but also as a method of losing fat and improving body composition, uh, which we'll kind of get into uh, in a little bit. So moving on, to talk a little bit about the biochemistry of the ketogenic diet. Uh, so basically, in our body, in our cells, there are a, there's a metabolic pathway called the Krebs cycle or the citric acid cycle. Basically this pathway is responsible for oxidative phosphorylation. Uh, it's primarily found in a mitochondria, which if you guys remember the high school biology is the powerhouse of the cell. So within the uh, mitochondria, we have this con- complex system and series of biochemical reactions in the Krebs cycle where uh, acetylcholine, which is, uh, can be derived both from glucose, which is sugar, uh, and carbohydrates, or fatty acids. Uh, basically the acetyl uh, goes into the Krebs cycle from which we do oxidative phosphorylation which we use oxygen um, to create uh, ATP or energy for our cells however excuse me in the ketogenic diet we are kind of bypassing um, using glucose as a main energy source and instead we are looking to use Uh, fatty acids or lipids or fat as a primary energy source and there's a series of biochemical reactions that will take fat and break down fatty acids uh, via beta oxidation into acetyl CoA and then from acetyl CoA uh, the acetyl CoA is then uh, broken down uh, into uh, ketone bodies and then these ketone bodies are actually released into the bloodstream uh, most notably beta-hydroxybutyrate uh, is released into the bloodstream and then goes into other tissues and then this, these p- ketone bodies are then converted into acetyl and then go into the krebs cycle to produce oxygen uh, produce energy uh, in conjunction with oxygen so normally our body on a high carbohydrate diet uh, uses glucose or sugars as their primary energy source because it is a fast uh, way of using a fast source of energy. Their body can break down pretty quickly to ent- extract energy from. However, uh, oxidative phosphorylation with carbohydrates uh, actually creates a lot of free radicals uh, and can cause oxidative damage inside our cells, uh, which I'll talk a little bit. I'll talk a little bit more about uh, in the future. But basically, with sugars and sugar metabolism, it can create a kind of low state of inflammation in our bodies just by breaking down sugar uh, for energy. But when we use beta, uh, when we use fatty acids and beta oxidation, we're kind of bypassing this mechanism and preventing um, our body from using glucose as our main energy source. Uh, and as a result, uh, the the ketone bodies which are called, uh, they three ketone bodies, they're acetoacetate, acetone, and three hydroxybutyrate, or beta-hydroxybutyrate. And beta-hydroxybutyrate is actually the, probably the most uh, physiologically important one. Uh, acetone is mainly, uh, we just breathe that out mostly, or, we pee, or pee it out, uh, but BHB is kind of the more important one where it is the one that goes into our body and then goes uh, into our, our tissues and is used as, um, as, as energy substrate for oxidative phosphorylation. Um, just a little bit more about beta-oxidation. Beta-oxidation is actually uh, a more efficient uh, use, uh, or more efficient source of energy, and that it, require, it produces more energy for less substrate. Uh, so just an example, a single molecule of glucose, or a single molecule of sugar, results in about 30 grand, uh, thirty ATP molecules. However, with ketone bodies, um, one molecule of BHB gives you about 105 molecules of ATP. So it's about three times as many uh, molecules of ATP. And then with acetoacetate, uh, you get about 94 molecules of ATP, so about three times as uh, more energy. Uh, from one molecule of acetoacetate. Uh, so it's kind of significant in the fact that um, our uh, by using ketone bodies, our bodies, uh, we're actually being more energy efficient and are able to extract more energy from less substrate. So uh, I'll talk a bit more about why uh, this is important in our bodies. And then when we start on a keto diet, it takes about 6 weeks for body to adapt. This is because our body uh, is pretty much used to a high carbohydrate diet. Uh, we prefer carbs as our main energy source and as a result, we don't really have a lot of the cellular mechanisms and cellular uh, enzymes and machinery to really process fats as our main energy source and um, ketone bodies. Um, as a result, our body uh, will have to, like goes into a period, probably two or three week period, where we're feeling super fatigued. We don't feel very well, uh, very low energy, not able to exercise, uh, hungry, and kind of like all weird and out of sync. This is because our body is literally um, readapting to living without carbohydrates after being uh, used to it for so long. Uh, the human body is pretty amazing in the fact that we are our bodies are able to adapt very quickly or relatively quickly to different uh, metabolic demands and substrates um, so it takes approximately about six weeks to get fully adapted to keto um, during which um, we kind of see a return to kind of our, our normal levels of most of our major enzymes and hormones including um, insulin glucagon, um, muscle glycogen all these other uh, markers that we can use to determine physiological state Uh, so it takes about six weeks to do that Um, however aerobic exercise can help us speed up this adaptation uh, by increasing some of the uh, by increasing the need for fat oxidation in our bodies because we're uh, exercising aerobically Um, overall though uh, keto doesn't necessarily affect the total energy expenditure or resting metabolic rate of our bodies. Uh, that's one of the purported benefits of keto is that it um, helps speed up our metabolism uh, by making us burn fats. Uh, but there's some articles that I saw that uh, prove that this is not true, and maybe there was a slight increase in energy expenditure or in our resting metabolic rate but it wasn't significant enough to really kind of pin or hang our hats on why keto was such a a great diet. Um, And that we uh, kind of contribute the weight loss associated with the ketogenic diet. Because uh, it is one, uh, it reduces people's appetites. uh, Because with a high fat and high protein diet, uh, high fats and proteins are generally speaking uh, give us make us feel fuller or more satiety or give us more satiety, and as a result decreases some of our appetite uh, with a ketogenic diet, uh, and maybe the ketone bodies ketone bodies may also uh, block some of the appetite, uh, some of our app our appetite. Uh, it reduces the uh, fat uh, genesis or lipogenesis in our fat cells. Basically, uh, on a keto diet, we're not producing fat or storing fat. Instead, we're looking at burning it uh, and burning it versus storing it. Um, And another interesting thing about the keto diet uh, is that it uh, reduces the respiratory quotient, which is also interesting because um, the respiratory quotient, uh, is something that kind of tells us uh, how much carbon dioxide we're producing in our bodies, and the higher I want to say the respiratory quotient, the more carbohydrates we're producing. But the, the smaller the respiratory quotient, it's the less carbohydrates that we're producing. Uh, this is interesting in um, in the medical setting because in ICUs, uh, in the ICU setting, you can use the respiratory quotient to determine if the patient. Is being fed too much or being underfed and not having enough calories. Uh, by doing so, you can kind of tweak their diet uh, in order to maximize or minimize the amount of carbon dioxide that they produce. And this can go into effect uh, when people are on respirators or are, are having lung failure. And that by reducing the respiratory quotient, you're reducing the amount of carbon dioxide the body produces from um, gl- uh, glucose metabolism. And as a result, you can help uh, reduced amount of carbon dioxide uh, that your body needs to breathe off. I thought that's super interesting, but that's kind of like in the weeds. Also, I saw an article uh, on the Army Times or the Military Times talking about how the ketogenic diet uh, might be pushed in the military because of this fact. Uh, there is one uh, one of the researchers at like the Army Special Operations Research Lab or whatever uh, noticed or studied the fact that. Uh, keto, a keto diet can uh, increase the amount of time that divers can spend underwater without air because of this fact. Kind of cool, but also like not very applicable to 99% of people that aren't free diving or air or are in low uh, oxygen states. The next thing about the keto diet is that keto has some anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects because, uh, like I kind of mentioned before, that glucose... Um, creates a lot of reactive oxygen species uh, or free radicals during uh, carbohydrate metabolism however when uh, when in a keto diet your body isn't using uh, as much sugars uh, and as a result you're not producing as much uh, fatty or not producing as much uh, free oxygen radicals that are damaging the cells basically what free oxygen radicals are uh, if you google this the term free oxygen radical. These are like extra electrons on certain molecules or atom ad- or uh, molecules or uh, elements that can cause damage to cell membranes, uh, to mitochondria, um, and kind of like general cells. Because uh, what these electrons do, these extra electrons, kind of like bounce around and disrupt uh, the natural flow or natural state of our cells. Uh, and as a result, with a keto diet, uh, it's purported to have some anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects that help prevent some of this damage that's associated with uh, using sugars as a primary source of energy, which kind of makes sense if you think about it. There's been like, a lot of studies uh, that show like people with high carbohydrate, like sugars are pretty much linked with increased like, obesity, sugars increase, like causes diabetes, uh, partially because of this uh, effect. Uh, that the sugars when broken down actually end up damaging the body Uh, in addition to a high fat diet also helps stimulate mitochondrial uh, turnover uh, and increasing mitochondria production inside our bodies as a result uh, helps increase the uh, amount of energy that we can produce inside our bodies uh, by increasing the amount of powerhouses that we have inside our cells the keto diet also plays uh, into fatigue prevention and recovery uh, by various mechanisms, uh, but we're not really sure why. One of the mechanisms that might uh, cause keto to prevent fatigue and help boost recovery is that uh, lactate was at um, was produced at a lower level uh, on a keto diet, and then dr- and then drops at a faster di- rate uh, on a keto diet. Uh, this is uh, partially I think I didn't really find the exact reason why lactate is produced less uh, in a uh, keto diet but my hypothesis would be that a keto diet produces less lactate or lactic acid uh, because when you break down glucose uh, or break down sugars to go into acetyl CoA which is what our body uses in the Krebs cycle to reduce energy one of the steps from on glucose metabolism is actually uh, lactate or lactic acid, and then this lactate is actually what our body produces in an anaerobic state, or basically when we don't um, have any, uh, oxygen. So in high energy or um, high intensity exercise, we're not getting as much uh, oxygen as our body needs to to produce oxidative phosphorylation or to drive that um, that pathway. So our body goes into glycolysis and breaks down glyco- glucose into uh, lactate, which then breaks down the pyruvate and then acetyl-CoA, and then when we have a lot of lactate, that's why, that's why we use lactate uh, as kind of a marker for, um, for fatigue and recovery, uh, because the more lactate that we produce in our bodies is actually kind of where it uh, can affect like, muscle pH and kind of the status of our bodies. Uh, the next thing that keto can kind of do in terms of fatigue prevention and recovery is that it helps reduce the uh, the rate at which muscle glycogen is broken down. And I think I kind of talk about muscle glycogen uh, in our my nutrition podcast. But basically glycogen is the storage molecule or storage form of glucose or sugars inside our skeletal muscle and our liver. And then when we're exercising our body, takes the stored uh, glycogen and breaks them down into glucose to release into our body to uh, to break down for fuel. Uh, but on a keto diet, we actually don't break down glycogen as much as we would uh, with a regular diet. And this is probably because our body is, uh, is more geared or more used to using fat as a primary uh, energy molecule. And then we don't, Look to use glucose as much, uh, so then we don't use glycogen as much that's stored in our muscles, and as a result, uh, aren't burning that glycogen off, uh, and which then allows us to recover faster after exercise. Uh, and then I kind I think I talked about it before, but glycogen is kind of like a good marker for how uh, recovered or how uh, under recovered we are. Because our we need a certain amount, or basically our bodies have a certain set point of glycogen inside our cells. That's kind of responsible for high intensity exercise. Uh, so if we are burning off the glyc- the glycogen uh, in high intensity exercise and aren't replenishing it, that's when we get in the fatigue and are unable to kind of pre- perform exercise. But on the keto diet, we're not breaking down all this glycogen because we're using fats as a primary energy source, and as a result, we can st- use less of the glycogen and then. Can kind of feel that uh, using glycogen, f- either um, high intensity bursts, or uh, bursts, spouts, bouts, high intensity bouts, or just uh, to re- reduce amount of time it takes to recover. Uh, also, interestingly enough, on a keto diet, there is less uh, CK noted in in subjects' blood. Uh, basically, creating ki- CK is creating kinase and it is a marker for muscle breakdown, uh, basically, for mu- or muscle breakdown or muscle damage. Basically when your muscle is broken down or damaged, um, your body, it releases creatine kinase, which is used as a marker to determine how much muscle damage you have. So in a keto diet, uh, there's less CK produced after high-intensity exercise when compared with uh, people on a normal diet. Uh, this is probably has something to do with some of the metabolic pathways of exercise. Uh, Basically, we can also use protein to go into the uh, Krebs cycle and to power oxidative phosphorylation. Basically, we can take proteins and break them down into certain amino acids. I think alanine uh, is what kind of goes into that pathway. Uh, But basically, we can break down our muscles to fuel uh, oxidative phosphorylation in low sugar states. Uh, And that's kind of what I would assume as why... Uh, in a keto diet, you have less CK being produced because we aren't breaking down as much muscle uh, to fuel, to fuel um, our bodies because we have more fat stores to fuel our bodies. Uh, so, that's kind of have a quick once over on keto's effects on our bodies. Basically, uh, keto uh, helps us by reducing our appetite. It can help us with weight loss. It has some anti-inflammatory and possibly some antioxidant effects by producing less free radicals compared with glucose. It helps us with fatigue prevention and recovery uh, by uh, producing less lactate uh, and allowing us, our body to metabolize lactate quicker. It uh, doesn't burn off as much muscle glycogen as a normal diet. And then it doesn't cause as much muscle damage uh, when compared to regular diet. So these are some of the reasons why keto, is, or some of the effects on keto in the body and why, why it might be beneficial for us to use in sport. So moving on into sports specifically and the effects on keto diet for us in sport uh, and exercise. So on a keto diet, I've kind of mentioned already, we're using fats as a primary energy source. Um, so... We, because we're using fat as a primary energy source, our body is less likely to store uh, energy or to store calories as fat. So we have decreased liposynthesis in our fat cells. In addition to, we also are increasing lipid oxidation or increasing fat burning uh, in our cells because of this uh, mechanism. And as a result, this is kind of why people get um, reduced can see some reduced body weight on a keto diet diet. Uh, because we're not storing as much fat uh, in our in our fat cells so we're helping to burn off that extra fat that we might have. Uh, in addition to in the muscle specifically, uh, we are uh, increasing some um, some pathways inside our muscles that cause us to increase the lipid oxidation uh, or burn fat burning potential, uh, increases the insulin efficacy so the effects of insulin in our muscles. Uh, which can also help with recovery. However, uh, with the ketogenic diet, there's actually a reduced hypertrophic response uh, in the keto diet. Basically, when we're on keto, our muscles don't grow as much or at all uh, because of the various feedback mechanisms that go into the ketogenic diet. So it's kind of interesting. And that's why people say you shouldn't use keto if you're trying to build muscle. Because your body, body's muscles, and the effect of exercise on our muscles, uh, blunts the actual um, uh, ability of our muscle cells to get bigger. Uh, Not sure what the mechanism is why there is a reduced response, but something to do with um, what's it called? Uh, mTOR, which is the mammalian. I can't remember the exact uh, name of it, but basically. Um, it is like the signaling pathway inside our cells, inside our muscle cells specifically, that are responsible for uh, anabolic effects and increasing uh, muscle size. In addition to in the brain specifically, uh, ketogenic diet actually has uh, helps us to um, uh, feel less tired or decreases our fatigue perception. So we feel like we can do more on a keto diet. Interesting enough, keto actually has increased memory effects. and some protective effects in the brain. The keto—that's why the keto diet is kind of been is being studied right now in a lot of neurodegenerative diseases, like Parkinson's. Um, epi- we know it works well in epilepsy and prevent uh, seizures, uh, but Parkinson's depression. Uh, brain cancer cancer in general so there's a lot of good or very interesting um, uh, f- like research into the part uh ketogenic diet right now and its neuroprotective benefits including like, alzheimer's and dementia uh, so this is kind of very interesting that I didn't really want to get into for this podcast because I just wanted to focus more on uh, sport and what it does to our physical kind of bodies not our brains and then one of the probably the bigger hallmarks of the keto diet is that it increases our endurance, uh, especially our low, in- low intensity endurance, uh, especially with endurance athletes. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen like documentaries, uh, but a lot of endurance athletes nowadays are doing a keto diet because of this fact that it increases the endurance, um, by pretty much, um by pretty much uh, making our bodies burn fat as a primary energy source instead of fuel. And this is because if you think uh, about it, our body has about like 500 to 600 grams of glycogen. So that's about 500 to 600 grams of sugars in our bodies before our body runs out of sugar uh, and then kind of hits the wall of zonks. But uh, with fats and, and ketogenic diets, we probably have between like, uh, 20 to 40 or 50 pounds of fat on our bodies their bodies can break down to use as an energy source um, so, but the reason why our bodies don't currently use fats as a primary energy source is because we're so used to a uh, high sugar diet so our bodies are kind of used to that um, substrate or energy source and aren't as well equipped to break down fats however on a ketogenic diet our bodies are kind of become used to using fats as a primary energy source, and as a result, we increase a lot of these cellular uh, mechanisms and machinery that kind of lead into fat breakdown. And as a result, becomes uh, shifts fat into the primary energy source that which we uh, use to fuel energy or fuel our daily movement. Uh, the keto diet can also be used for weight loss. Uh, a lot of times, one of this article I saw. Was that they studied ketogenic diets in like car in uh, combat sports or in like weight category sports, and basically oftentimes when uh, fighters go for a a cut before a weight or before a fight, they kind of go to a crash diet where they just don't eat at all and just kind of, um, kind of go in this huge energy deficit and end up burning a lot of fats. Burn uh, fats they burn like. Uh, um, muscle uh, muscle tissue and then glucose so pretty much the stuff that we don't want to lose before a fight uh, They end up burning that instead of burning fats uh, for uh, the weight loss in order to make make weight As a result, uh, they end up losing a lot of strength a lot of endurance before the actual fight because they're cutting weight so drastically However on a keto diet, it actually has a muscle protein sparing effect And the fact that we are using, uh, like I said, fats as a primary energy source. And because we're using fats as a primary energy source, our body doesn't have to break down uh, muscle tissue to to fuel um, uh, our bodies. Uh, They say that it doesn't cause a decrease in strength. So it not only prevents uh, muscle protein breakdown, but prevents loss of strength as well. Um, so these are kind of the um, benefits of a ketogenic diet in sport in that, especially in, in endurance athletes, it helps us to uh, perform longer uh, by increasing the time to exhaustion and decreasing our uh, fatigue perception. And then it can also help us uh, with weight loss, promoting rapid weight loss um, with, uh, without losing uh, muscle strength or muscle tissue. Um, so that's kind of the biggest, kind of a big once over of the ketogenic diet. Uh, overall, I think the keto diet is a uh, pretty good diet. Uh, but for us, in terms of being in the military, um, it can have actually a pretty decent role in terms of like helping us in long combat operations. Um, fat is uh, we don't have to we if we're on a keto diet we don't have to carry as much. Um, as much food if we're going on like a long operation and then on long endurance it helps us uh become more efficient in long endurance capacity exercises and in long endurance uh, uh, exercises in general but uh it's probably not the best in terms of for overall um muscle or exercise capacity because we're essentially pushing uh becoming more um Adapt or more, or just better at using a long, slow burning source of fuel, uh, e.g., the fats, instead of being able to burn sugars as well, like glycogens. And because glycogen and sugar are responsible for a lot of the high intensity energy output and energy fuel, if our bodies aren't used to burning that, then we kind of aren't going to be good at burning that. And as a result, on a keto diet, I would, I would imagine uh, that you, you would lose some of the uh, ability to perform high intensity exercises. Uh, or to recover from the high-intensity exercises uh, based on being on a keto diet and not being used uh, to burning carbohydrates. Um, But I think it's okay, I I I actually do think it's a pretty good diet, it's just a very hard diet to maintain because you're limited to like 50 grams of carbs per day, um, which is like an apple, I want to say, or like two apples the entire day. Because uh, there's somebody like me that likes their vegetables and likes eating fruits uh, fruits and vegetables, I'm probably not going to be able to sustain a ketogenic diet just because it's very uh, restrictive in what you can and cannot eat. In addition to if you're on a keto diet, you have to be very aware of your uh, electrolyte intake and your electrolyte balance. Uh, and you need to increase a lot of your electrolytes, including potassium and sodium, uh, so that you are able to continue burning. Uh, and not getting dehydrated. Uh, So make sure that you're getting your adequate um, fats in and drinking enough water, but also getting enough electrolytes in as well. So uh, bottom line is that keto can be a good diet to lose weight, um, but I don't think it's the best diet for overall um, performance, athletic performance, or even uh, military performance because of the fact that we kind of lose the ability to Function at a high intensity time domain or intensity high intensity um, capacity kind of shift into the upper uh, like long time domains we get better long time domains kind of lose explosive and short time domain exercise Uh, but that's kind of my personal take on keto Uh, I think there's a lot of really interesting data coming out on keto uh, coming out in the future Um, and there there's a lot of studies coming out on keto so. More to follow on the benefits of keto, maybe as therapy for like uh, Parkinson's, dementia, or Alzheimer's, uh, but less more on the physiological benefits of keto in terms of like sport or exercise. So until next time, guys, I'm going to wrap in this podcast. Uh, as always, you can uh, hit us up online at www.chronisfit.org. Hit us up on email, hq.chronisfit.org, or on Instagram at chronisfit. Um, until next time guys peace